0: Welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. How are you doing tonight, Jake? So good. So good, so good, so good. I'm ready so good. to go so into good. this
1: long weekend. Thank you for seeing that through. I'm ready to go into this long weekend that I have coming up. Nice. And tomorrow is my Friday. Oh, we are recording you son this on a, a Tuesday. That, so that is means the best Wednesday. Best feeling,
0: best feeling in the world. I know. Real.
1: I'm jealous. You, you should be. It's okay. You can't be. But more, even more exciting than that, we are both coming up on our. Home league draft. Oh, I'm so excited about it. I can't wait.
0: I, it's on Sunday. I'm getting all the tingles uh, just thinking s- about it. I'm prickly. I'm prickly all over. Basically, the rest of this week for work is going to not happen. And I'm just going to be like <laughs> finalizing my research and my drafting and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My tears. And they'll understand. Just, oh, yeah. yeah they it, should. It, it's going to be a thing. I have to be prepared.
1: Put a big do not disturb sign on your door and just roll with it. Yeah. They'll be okay. Absolutely. They can get by without you. All right. We're going to drink.
0: That's what we're going to do. And talk. And we're going to talk. But what are we going to talk about? Well, this week, we are talking about what we've learned this off season. So we've got ten items. We each picked five. We sure did. Things we learned. Yeah. The more you know kind of situation. Yes. Things to remember probably going into the next off season.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: You know the, the, Why learn from this off-season yes. if you're not going to apply it to next yes. off-season? If you're listening to this episode, star it as one of your favorites or however it works on your um, podcast app. And remember this for next year. you go going into off-season next year. Pull up this episode again. Listen to it as a refresher. You'll thank us later. Better yet, transcribe it word for word and hang it
1: above your bedroom bed. Oh. On the I ceiling, guess. yeah. On, on the ceiling. ceiling. So
0: when you're laying there, you can just
1: You just fall asleep Yeah.
0: That's the easiest way to yeah. get <laughs> great.
1: All right. But uh, before we get into that, we are going to... Uh, we're going to drink. We're going to drink. And, and this week, our beer once again comes from Justin. Well, I mean, not directly from you. No.
0: But from your fridge. Yes, from the fridge. This is UFO Brewing, their Georgia Peach. It's a refreshing Hefeweizen with right off the peach tree flavor. This thing smells like James and the Giant Peaches Come.
1: This, <laughs> like, this is so sweet. And it is so uh, nectary. That's the word you would use for one of these, right? It smells it's like a nectar. It smells like
0: peach. It's it, The can That's, doesn't lie.
1: No, it really doesn't. The can is bright, bright pink orange.
0: Um, oh. Ooh. It it's sm- not like, it smells like it's going to be like
1: super cloyingly sweet. It's not. It's a ruse. It's not nearly as sweet as you would imagine this kind of beer. beer. No, it's not. Yeah, it's actually oh. restrained. Yes. It's all in the smeller. It, it is. It's not so much in the taster. <laughs> it tastes very thin. Yeah. Maybe that's just the first, yeah. first, first blush. Give it another one. Let's see what comes back. Give it a swish. Yeah, it still tastes kind of thin. Not a lot of body to it. Yeah, there's not a lot of beer there. It's not bad. What percentage is this? Uh, it's don't? just a very thin-tasting beer. Do they not even put it on the thing? Oop. Oop. That's, see, that's how bad it is. They won't even advertise <laughs> how much. Oh,
0: 4.8%. Oh.
1: It's on there. Way on the bottom. Oh. Right behind UFO. That tiny little business. Yes, 4.8%. So, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's actually more than I thought it would be. Yes. It tastes like a too. I say, it's... It's thin. UFO, I'm sorry.
0: You're out of Boston and Windsor, Vermont? I mean, if I had to, you know, chug like a six pack of these, it would probably be no problem.
1: This would actually be a really good like beer games beer. It would. You know, if you really have to get through that shit,
0: this is... And you don't want to do your natty natty, natty light or bush light. Bud Light, any of the lights. Sorry, UFO, (laughs) already for comparing you to them. But not really. Be better. Yes. All right. Hey, it's still good. Still refreshing. Yes. Yeah. It'd be good good to drink. On a very hot summer day, Mm -hmm. this would be very refreshing. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. See,
1: silver lining. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lining. All right. Let's move into somebody who's drinking something a little bit heavier, likely, Mm -hmm. in our drunk, 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 drunk trade. Drunk (laughs) trade of the week. This one comes from. Shiva Bowl champion. Ooh, how original. Love the username. Uh, Also suspicious that they are, in fact, the Shiva Bowl champion. Yes. But I digress. So, he says, was in Vegas, drinking, of course. Of course. And my buddy back home was somehow more drunk. That's equally suspicious. That is. And it makes me think you did Vegas wrong. But, he says, he offered me his Mike Evans for my Gary... Barnage. That's how old this trade is. Gary Barnage was still a living, breathing thing. In the NFL. dog. So he says his buddy needed a tight end, apparently. And the worst part is that he was so drunk, the guy writing, he was so drunk that he actually had to think about it and considered rejecting the trade. Think about this. He considered rejecting. Why? Getting Mike Evans and giving Gary
0: Barnage even if this was Mike Evans' rookie season, and maybe he didn't, you know, it was early in the season, you weren't quite sure what you were going to get. You thought you were selling high. Why would you even still think about this?
1: I, uh, Vegas would do that to you, I guess. Apparently, but... Vegas and uh, cocaina. Uh, that's that's Espanol for Cocaine. Oh,
0: thank you. You're welcome. The more you know.
1: Uh, anyways, the guy eventually did click accept the trade went through, making this one of the worst drunk trades I think that we've had on. That
0: is terrible. <laughs> just I, terrible. I'm still confused at how he had to think about it. Like that just, it just floors me.
1: I mean, I'm sure it floored him the next day when he reflected on it. I, I, I if hope he so. recalls it, I hope so. Yeah, wasn't good. No, no bueno. Um, so what is the well, first thing I learned from this offseason? Never number make a dumbass trade like this. Oh, that's number 11.
0: We're doing 11, apparently. That's a
1: 10.5. <laughs> that is a 10.5. All right, let's talk things that we've learned. All right. Let's get in the classroom, find our seats, and let's discuss. Number 10. Ooh, that sounded good. Um, number 10 thing I learned: some players are immune to changes in ADP. We wait all off-season to see our guys rise and fall and rise again. You want to buy in those low depths. You want to sell in those big mountaintops. Mm -hmm. Some guys are just going to flatline. I don't know why. There's not a lot of rhyme or reason to it all the time. Here are some examples of ADPs that are nearly identical from mid-May to current day. All right? All right. See if you can spot a trend here. Marvin Jones, in the middle of May, he was going at 8.10. He's currently going at 8.06. Oh, Christian Kirk, in mid-May, was going at 8.04. He's currently going at 7.11. A little tiny bump, little teensy bump. Allen Robinson was going at 7.09. He's going at 7.05. Sterling Shepard was going at 9.02. He's going, now, at 9.02. <laughs> Michael Gallup, 12.02. Currently, 12.05.
0: What's wrong with this? What's happening here? Who are these people? So, let me ask you a question. please. Do you please. consider this a good thing or a bad thing? Or I, does it just kind of depend on the player slash situation It's a you? confounding thing.
1: I don't know if it's good or bad. For me, some of their ADPs, this says to me that these are perfect, glossed over guys. There hasn't been a lot of hype around them one way or the mm. other. Not a lot of good bad, good talk, bad talk. It's just been silence. So these are the kind of guys that you can maybe target because they're not the sexiest. And people are just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm bored
0: with them. I guess I'll take him. Yeah. It's that's, that's one of those picks. You're in the yeah. seventh, eighth round. You're like, eh, it's He's too tired. early to reach for, you know, one of my guys. Sure. But I'll take him.
1: In redraft, you have to be able to, I think, look past the sexiness. You have to be able to. You know, like in those old teen movies where the girl has the glasses but her hair's up in a ponytail, but then she takes the glasses off and undoes the, the ponytail. ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, that's gotcha. what these are all pre-ponytail whip, and you just have to see them for what they truly are. You know, you have to be able to find the inner sexiness of a Sterling Shepard who is the wide receiver one on his team. Uh, not a good team, mind you. But I 18. think you need
0: to rename this one instead of players that are immune to changes in ADP mm-hmm. find the intersexiness, oh, cuz that is a great that is better that'll be the title of my album which will surely I thought debut it was be eventually. the title of your
1: sex tape could be both all right joint pack it will be like a double you know box set oh pack. nice yeah it'll be really nice so some people's <laughs> ADP will not change no matter what happens over the course of the season and be cognizant of that and use it to your advantage yes And on to you, sir. Number nine. Number
0: nine. All right. Don't overreact to injuries early in camp. Now, I I put this on here because I definitely did this this offseason. Sure. For instance, Sterling Shepard. When he broke his thumb, you know, four or five weeks ago, whatever it was, I was just like, he's off my board. I don't trust him coming back. You know he looks like he's on pace to start week one here in a couple weeks or a week and a half. Yes. You know, by all reports so far. Yes. So it's like, and as you just stated, number one wide receiver on his team. So maybe I shouldn't be fading him quite so much as I am. Maybe not. Yes. AJ green, another example. And now I know he's going to miss, you know, two, three, possibly four games into the season. But again, I shouldn't have him necessarily on my do not draft list. Sure. Don't you kick know, him off the team entirely. Yes. Maybe, you know, bump him down a couple few rounds. Know that once he gets back on the field, he's going to be a, a wide receiver one for you, most likely. So just don't overreact to those injuries. I know they can be worrisome. You know, uh, also, you know, Darius Geist had the hamstring pull uh, back in training camp sure. earlier. You know, people were freaking the out sky was Yes. You know, and now, look, he had a great... You know, outing this first uh, his first uh, action here in the preseason, and everyone's back on board. You know, starting to warm up back to him. So, um, just don't overreact to injuries early in camp. So react, but react appropriately.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's by don't just ignore it, but don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Exactly. I like it. All right. Okay. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, no one really knows who the true backup running back is for some of the best offenses in the NFL. Let's move. It's Dallas. It's Kansas City. It's the Rams. These are all really high-powered offenses? The Chargers, I guess you could say. I feel like that's a little bit more clear, to me at least. And this might be where we differ. I feel like there are certain uh, true handcuffs where it's like I see Justin Jackson as the clear, far and away handcuff there. Okay, all right. Whereas uh, some of the other guys, just throw it guess, out there. I don't know. All right. Anyway, now they continue in Dallas. I, I think Tony Pollard has announced himself a little bit more than the others, but it's still not a guarantee. Absolutely. I still, I, I, it blows my mind when people are just so locked into. Oh, he's obviously the guy. I wouldn't say obviously. In Kansas City, we thought that Carlos Hyde. Well. Some people Some thought that Carlos Hyde could have been even the top guy, let alone the, the backup. Right. Now he might not make the team. And again, this is our kind of charting the trajectory over the course of the offseason. It's another reminder, don't get locked into anything. Mm-hmm. Because depth charts are fluid. be beer. Be oh. be beer. Oh, I like that. Bubbly Fly. and full of Wheat? Wheat? Wheat. No, be flow. Be liquid. (laughs) Yes, that is very true. But look at the situation in L.A. When rookie drafts happened, I'm pretty sure everybody thought that there was a clear-cut running back to own in those drafts. But Malcolm Brown is still on the Rams. In fact, Malcolm Brown got stolen back away from the Lions. Yes, they liked him so much,
0: they matched the restricted offer that the Lions offered him. That's how much they liked him. That's right. So it's
1: not Daryl Henderson's job running away. In fact, it's looking more and more like it could be a split into, into who backs him up. Correct. This is just a reminder. It's tough to know depth charts early in the off season. You probably won't know until the day before week one, honestly. it's, it's For some of them. Some of them are a little easier to decipher, but don't get too arrogant, thinking no. that you know exactly who the backups are in Absolutely. every situation.
0: There's my number eight. All right. Into number seven. Number seven. We've got news stories and coach speak can sway ADP way too much. Hallelujah. I know early in camp, everyone's excited for this, the new news that's coming out. We've We've waited for months since... You know, the draft, the end sweating. of the season, you know, free agency is way in the rear room here. We've just been waiting for anything, anything. And then training camp starts, OTAs, and all these new stories start coming out. It just shoots at you, too, so quick. You know, the, the beat writers, you've got your coaches talking about certain players. And then all of a sudden, you see guys just spiking up in AD, ADP, just rising up the charts. Or... Conversely, you have the guys that are just falling because of a comment that was made or an observation. So These are the anti-Marvin Joneses. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you, you've got to kind of dig into the news stories and, you know, make sure they're coming from legitimate, like, beat writers or people from, you know, that are at camp, you know, observing you know, if it's coming from the team's website, maybe, where it's one of their internal people writing a, a, a article or a story, you know, maybe take that with a grain of salt. Not somebody copying and pasting from a Wikipedia yes, page that exactly, they probably just exactly. edited to themselves. You, you, you got to mine down a little bit past the headlines, you know, read between the lines a little bit to, to get to what, you know, is actually being said. You got to dig for those nuggets. So... That's just that's that I think that's a good life lesson
1: in general. Don't take everything at face value. read beyond the headline. I think that I think that's important. Well, beyond fantasy football. look lady. at us, I know we're so worldly and smart <laughs> 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 but I fully agree. So number six, number six holdouts they're here to stay. They are becoming more prevalent and more
0: frustrating ever at least until the new collective bargaining agreement gets signed it almost can't get here soon enough Because i feel like some of this will probably get
1: resolved one way or another or just shuts down the league yes you know one of those two things but it is it's a hope that the collective bargaining agreement fixes some of these issues that are putting fantasy teams in peril my own, very much included. <laughs> Last year, it was just it was just Le'Veon Bell. We can handle it because mm-hmm. you know what? We've been there before with Le'Veon Bell. He held out the year before. It's it was almost expected, in a way. Granted, that situation cratered and blew up more than I think most people anticipated. Yeah, that absolutely. Would. But now it's not Le'Veon Bell. Now it's not one player. It's not just Zeke. It's not just Melvin Gordon. It's not just Antonio Brown, maybe possibly retiring or wearing a helmet or not wearing a helmet or showing up to training camp or not. Now it's not just Dak holding out possibly for a contract that he might not get. It's everybody has the potential all of a sudden to immediately just say, I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Cabo and I'll see you fucks when I get more money. And that is terrifying when you have invested in high-profile players because you you don't see it coming. I didn't see Zeke coming, certainly, this year. He's not even close to being at the end of his contract. No, he's got two years yet. Which is ultimately why I think he'll show up and play Absolutely. week one or around week one. But the fear is there. Absolutely. It's very real. It's, it really is. And until this uh, gets settled in a big way until running backs deserve or figure out what they deserve and the league agrees. Um, This could happen every year. And it could get worse and worse. And eventually we're all just going to be refusing to add, drop players because we never know where the landmines are going to be. And I don't like it. I don't
0: think anyone does. It scares me. All All right. Number five! Number five. So if you hear a steady drum beat coming out of camp about a player, pay attention. That's the steady drumbeat. That's the heartbeat. I did it. I liked it. Yes. Pay attention. Now I'm not saying you know, this kind of goes back to to my last point about, you know, news stories and coach speak can sway ADP too much. But this is this is one of those things. Like early in camp, Darwin Thompson, you know, they were saying he looked impressive, you know, as the beat writers are saying, "Oh, he's he's looking impressive. He's coming in." You know, Andy Reid was saying his pass blocking is really good. You know, he's picking up the playbook. You know, pay attention to that. And then now that we've gotten to preseason games, he's kind of been showing that that he's legitimate. Granted, preseason you're going against lower tier defenses, second, third string yeah. most likely. But you know, he's he's showing that he can play against them. And then alongside with some of these things. You know, it just you need to pay attention to that so you can, you know, be ready to pick him up, you know, if he's out there in your waiver wire or trade while you can, while the trade window is still good. Uh, but conversely, also, you know, Kalen Bellage, the drumbeat was, oh, he's looking explosive in camp. He He's ripping off 40, 50-yard runs, and that's all you heard at the beginning of camp because Kenyon Drake was out, you know, with injury and started camp slow and whatnot. Well, you know, it's good to pay attention to that, but again, don't overreact, because look, look what's happened when he's gone up against the number one defenses in these preseason games. Not so good. He not hasn't great. done a damn thing, and not saying that he can't. But again, it's just pay attention, gather all the information you can. You know, when you hear that, hear that steady drumbeat, just you know, do a little bit more research, pay attention, because the opportunity to either buy or sell player, depending on how you feel about them, is definitely there. Look for
1: consistency. Yes. Consistent talk about the same players, maybe coming from the same coach, maybe coming from different people on the team, but Mm -hmm. you want consistency and context. Yes. Look for context, you bastards. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why I got so suddenly aggressive about that. It's just very important to me. I love drum beats. Number four. Number four, it's important. To revise your opinions and sometimes abandon them altogether throughout the off-season. It's great to do your research really early in the Mm off-season. We advocate for that, certainly. It's why we have our podcast started weeks and weeks ago. If you weren't paying attention, go back and do that now. But you might notice from listening to those earlier episodes that, hey, our opinions changed on some places. Mm -hmm. We're suddenly not as high on other players as we once were.
0: And that doesn't necessarily mean that we overreacted.
1: Well, or vice versa.
0: We're higher on players now than we were earlier in the preseason. Certainly. Or off-season, I should say. Growth, Yes. And that happens. And again, it's not because what we were talking about
1: necessarily that we overreacted to the news coming out. It's not that we're riding the wave. Mm-hmm. But again, it's what you're talking about. We heard the beat. We got mm-hmm. on the fucking train. We heard... We heard the bells chiming and we came in for dinner. All right.
0: And it's okay to admit that you're wrong about something or to like you said, to change your mind. It's okay. You should. Absolutely. Nobody's right. A hundred percent of the time.
1: If you do not change your opinion from what it was four months ago, when you started looking into these players, you will be bad at football this year. You would be better off not starting your research until week one at that point. Yeah, I truly basically like
0: taking that. the SPN top 200 and just drafting off of that then.
1: Yep. If if you're going to plant your flag in June and you will not shift it, you will not tug it out of the ground until that season is over, you have basically lost yourself the season. I'm telling you it's no good change, goddammit. it. Change is good, as long as it's practical. As long as you're looking at the context. And again, you're not overreacting. Mm -hmm. You're just reacting.
0: Reacting good. Yes. Number three. Number three. All right. This one has really hit home for me as I was going through and, you know, doing my projections and then kind of revising them as the preseason (gasps) is changing. Yes. Changing my opinion. You know. It's been hard to gauge offenses with new head coaches. Yeah, it's it's hard to see what that offense is actually going to be like come week one, week two, and as the season progresses. You know, we've got Green Bay; their offense has looked so vanilla to start the year. Sure, Arizona, same thing. And and um, Coach Cliff has come out and said, "This isn't what we're going to be doing." for the start of the year. Like, he's come out and basically said, yeah, we're running the most base of offenses. And a million Cardinals fans sighed a deep sigh of relief. Yes. Um, You know, those are the two that just come to the top of my head. You know, we got um, Tampa Bay. Everyone's expecting great things from Tampa Bay. It's not like they've necessarily been on fire and lighting it up here in the preseason either. So, it's just... And we is, kind of know because he's an older coach, but he's never worked with this group. Right, exactly. And now the league for a little bit. So, never- so it's 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 just oh I find it very frustrating for me as someone who likes to have my projections done and my tiers all figured out and everything, especially as we're going into the final week of the preseason here. Mm-hmm. It's it's been very frustrating to gauge how these players are gonna do and how the teams are gonna do. Obviously with established players that have been around You know, you have a certain level of expectation. Like Aaron Rodgers, you expect him to be pretty good. I think he'll be fine. I like that's what you hope. But again, we really don't know. I mean, we have that history, (laughs) but but, not a history without Mike McCarthy. Exactly. Really? So it's just one of those deals where it's just, it's hard to gauge. You got to go with your gut again. Do your research, watch the games, maybe you'll you'll glimpse some things that will give you some insight, but it's oh, it's just been damn hard to, to figure this out.
1: It's cause it's nice to look at history and see what's already happened, and I then know. analyze that history and say, well, A plus B should probably equal C, but now it's just A plus banana, and you're like, well, I don't know what A plus banana gets. Besides, I guess A, a banana. banana. <laughs> so Okay, actually, that's easier than I think. I don't know why your projections are so hard. Actually, that's, that really adds up nicely. But true, that can be very frustrating. And I don't mm-hmm. love it. Number two. Number two. Preseason games cause too many overreactions. Have I hammered this nail enough? Have I kicked the shit out of this horse enough yet? Stop overreacting to everything. Preseason games, we just talked about, they're running vanilla offenses most of the times. Almost every offense with a head coach who knows what they're doing isn't going to show their hand in the preseason.
0: Or you have ones going against a second-string defense because they decided to rest all their starters. Exactly. But look at that catch Allen Robinson had. Holy
1: shit, he should be my wide receiver too. Or... He had a good catch in a preseason
0: game against an underwhelming defense. Or the defense that wasn't maybe trying all that hard because, hey, it's the preseason. I don't want to get hurt.
1: The <laughs> amount of overreactions in these four weeks, in week one alone of the preseason, the the amount of just shouting either in ecstasy that you found a guy who maybe in your dynasty that you picked up for cheap on your team you know mm-hmm. he's the guy he's the guy from the amounts of people going oh i might as well you know boot uh this this veteran renowned running back off of the face of the earth because he only played two snaps in the preseason because he's a veteran right you know it's it's insane it is you it just, really is again react just watch Absorb it all in. Give yourself some time to sleep on it, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, have a few days with it. Let it roll around a little before you start uh, freaking out about every little thing that happens in preseason.
0: Number one? Number one. Last one. Plan your draft as late as possible to mitigate risk. What are you talking about? I'm talking about Lamar Miller. Torn ACL. Andrew Luck retiring out of the fucking blue. Uh, Don't remind me. You know, our draft, our our home league draft, is always after week four games are done. Always. It's always Labor Day weekend, either that Sunday or Monday, much to our chagrin. On the Monday? Yes. But we do that because all the preseason games are done. You know what players are healthy going into this regular season. And that's really... What's most important? You build your team, the base of your team on draft day, and you don't want to end up with holes on your team by drafting way too early. Now, I know some of you are saying, "Well, I prefer drafting early because I'm the one that's doing all the research on these players." The so, edge. yes, it gives me a leg up on some of the other players on my home team. Late that, drafts you know, are for noobs that you know don't do the research, but. You also risk these major injuries happening that can really set your team back. I Like I've heard on other other podcasts I've been listening to, there are people out there that drafted Miller and Luck in back-to-back rounds. Absolutely. You know how devastated your team is? You're, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's going to be hard to come back from that.
1: I mean, your team was already looking pretty bad if you had Lamar Miller on it. That's not true. I know. But I don't even know why that. I'm shitting on him. He's, He's he just had an injury. Is down, that, is, that is really <laughs> kicking a horse. That's uh, incapacitated. I feel
0: bad about that. Yes. Sorry, Lamar.
1: I'll pen you a handcrafted note.
0: I yes. So, plan your drafts as late as possible uh, coming up to the start of the season. You'll thank us. Like I said, you can't ever, you know... There's always going to be injuries. Always. But at least this way, going into the start of the season, you know who's healthy, you know who's not. That's right. And and hopefully, you know, you start off at least on a good foot for your season. That's right. Unlike Lamar Miller. God, I couldn't
1: stop. I couldn't stop.
0: I felt it coming up, and I didn't want to say it, but also I really wanted to say it. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up our top 10 things sure that we does. learned this off season. sure does. Do you have anything else to add, Drake? Um... Sorry to Lamar
1: Miller's mom and cousins and everybody who's probably listening to this and to Lamar, I'll send you a beer, uh, make up for it. (laughs) No, um, I think this is the kind of episode that's important to have every once in a while, because I think sometimes it's nice to back away and look at
0: the bigger picture. Absolutely. Yes. We get so just blinders on looking at, you know, ADP player rosters you know the Xs and Os of it and it's good to kind of take that that long view back and and you know see what we see yeah you know
1: you don't go to the grand canyon and then just stare at one fucking rock <laughs> take a little step back you appreciate the whole thing exactly all right that's what's beautiful about fantasy football it is the grand canyon did i nail that analogy
0: i, I think, think so. so i think yeah. so
1: sure all right. Well, um, make sure that you guys are following us, please. Online at mm. uh, at Drinking Fantasy on Twitter. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge,
0: and you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. And until next week, cheers, FFers. Cheers. Yeah. Good luck if you still have your drafts. Yeah. This week. Do Wish good you things. Wish you the best. Make good decisions. You can check yeah. out my uh, updated tiers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I just I just released, um, going into week four here, updated uh, uh, tiers for your draft. So, so if you, you haven't those. drafted
1: yet, keep those up on your screen. Use that as a reference point. Yes.
0: And until next time, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Woo!